the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. You're listening to The Word in South Texas. And uh, thanks for tuning in for this particular program called Church of the Week, where every week at the same time I get an opportunity to introduce you to a pastor in and around our area. Our hope is that as you listen to the Word here on this radio station that you would also be led by the Spirit to join a, um, a community church somewhere in and around this uh, your area, wherever it is you live. Uh, we believe uh, very firmly in the Word of God, and we believe that uh, the Word is there to teach us and instruct us. And so, um, you know, who greater than a pastor? Uh, someone that you can call your pastor, that you can go to for uh, uh, biblical advice, a group of people that you can call your brothers and sisters in Christ that you can encourage and can be encouraged by. So that's why every week at this same hour we highlight a different church in hopes that you will find the right place for you to be a part of the local community church. And in studio today, we have Pastor Ed Hernandez of Riverview Calvary Chapel, not too far north of us, over in New Braunfels, Texas. Pastor, welcome to the studio. Good to be here. Good to have you. And uh, first time we meet, so uh, as uh, I get to know you a little bit, we'll have folks that get to know you as well. And uh, so let's just start out with your own personal story. Tell us where you're from, uh, where you were raised, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm originally I'm from Eagle Pass, Texas. It's a border town. Uh, west of San Antonio, and uh, you know it's 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 a bilingual town, and and uh, you know it's a nice little town, and that's where I grew up. Uh, I was adopted by my parents, and so um, you know just growing up, uh, I got to uh, meet the Lord there uh, through a vacation Bible school later on, as uh, at twelve years old, and uh, gave my life to the Lord. And uh, but straight away for a very long time, almost nine years of my teenage and early 20s. And, uh, you know, most people would have never thought I would ever come back to Christ or that I even resembled anything like a Christian would. Mm. um, uh, So I did a lot of things, obviously, uh, growing up that uh, was not uh, appropriate. It was not good. And yet the Lord rescued me from all that. And I 24, I rededicated my life to Christ. And that's kind of where the Lord started uh, giving me a calling for ministry. And uh, and just you really saw the grace of God and the mercy of God in the restoration process, even though I had uh, done poor choices in my teenage years, how God is able to restore someone. And I always tell people I had a praying mom that never gave up, and mm-hmm. she continued to pray and uh, and to seek the Lord in my behalf, even though when I was I was going away from the Lord and and God was faithful to bring me back, and yeah. uh, and now you know He's used us uh, to to plant churches and to uh, start works and things like that. Amen. Well, uh, we're grateful for churches that do these types of programs, like Vacation Bible School mm-hmm. during the, during the summer, because I too am a product of that. I received Christ as a, as a young boy at nine mm-hmm. years old, visiting my aunt in Dallas, and she invited me to a church during the summer, and 
they had a vacation Bible school, and so a very similar story. But I want for you to tell us a little bit about your coming back and your rededication, because you received Christ as a young young boy, yes. but then you went off, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, and did your own thing and just kind of left the things of the Lord. But tell us about your experience coming back, because if I, I'm sure that we have folks that are listening that are at that place, that they're tuning into the radio, but they're not yet ready to walk into church, per se. Mm-hmm. They're not yet ready to kind of face a pastor or the people and thinking they might be judged or, or whatever the case may be. But if someone is at that crossroads right now where they've known Christ already for a while, they just really haven't had that personal relationship with him, they just know about him, per se, uh, or maybe accepted him as a, as a, as a young person, uh, but are looking to getting back to the rightful place where they're supposed to be as a child of God. Um, tell us a little bit about your story and how that transition came about to coming back to and rededicating your your life to Christ, and maybe that'll be of help to somebody that's at that place now. Yeah, when I when I made that decision to follow Christ and I surrendered my heart and, and I truly repented of my sin, uh, I, I the first thing that came to mind, I need to find a good church. And it took me a while to to find a place where uh, I felt comfortable and I, I I could connect with the people. But I think it was very important that you had a hunger for the Word of God and you you wanted uh, now to pray. Church wasn't any longer something I had to do. It was more I, I want to go mm. and be with God's people. It was something that previously I had struggled for a long time. It was more of a, I was forced to go to church, and I was there because my parents took me. But now it was something that I wanted to know God more. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was just being grateful that God had given me a new a new start. And I knew that if I was going to grow, because that was the thing that I knew that had affected me uh, for straying away, that I never truly uh, grew in the things of God. I just kind of did the minimum for the Lord, and and I never took Bible study, prayer, church, or fellowship, any of that stuff serious. And so I knew that it was important. Somehow I understood that if I didn't find that, it was going to be hard for me to grow and it was easy for me to even stray back again into the things of the world. Mm-hmm. And so as I, I went to look for a church, I was really looking for, I, I was young, I was you know, t- just 24, I think I had just turned 24 years old. And um, I think what caught my attention was uh, contemporary music, I, I enjoyed that. And, and then kind of like uh, uh, going through the Bible, for me, that was something that really caught my attention. I had never experienced that. Mm-hmm. And so when I started attending a church that was just teaching through the Bible, uh, you know, and, but making it very practical, uh, it, it really helped. And being, you know what, meeting friendly people. Uh, I remember meeting an usher there when I went to church, and he was so friendly, so welcoming. And that was the first impression of me. Mm-hmm. Another gentleman who was a, a married to, um, uh, was a married man, he invited me to lunch. And then he just spoke to me, encouraged me. And that was a, a big impression on me that, you know what, Christians are friendly. Uh, they're nice. And they're willing to, to take that, uh, that younger person that is coming out of the world and is showing them the ropes in a way. Yeah. And so it was all very important to see that. So when a person finds that, it's important that they connect with the people. But you have to make the effort because there were times where, well, you know, the way I thought about it was that if I was so radical in the world, I needed to be even more radical for Christ. Mm. You know, and so uh, waking up in the morning, uh, getting out of work, and you know, in rush hour, I used to work in medical center area, and I used to travel to church. It would take me about an hour with traffic and all that. Wow. And uh, I would be there right at seven o two as as they were starting the the songs, 
but I was there all the time because I knew that this is important. It is healthy for me. And uh, I was single still in that time. I was not married. And it was very important that I stayed, um, that I stayed connected to a body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so taking those practical steps, uh, you know, people don't understand how important it is not just to be thinking about church, but just go to church. Yeah. And I know today with a lot of online things, it's easy to stay home. And if you're sick, you have to stay home. And, and that's maybe that's your church. But you really should find somewhere where you can connect with other people as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Very good. Um, now you're a family man. Yes. You're, uh, Mary, tell us about your family. Well, now I'm, uh, I'm you know, I'm almost I'm 40 years old. I have three kids and I've uh, been married for 13 years coming up pretty soon. I met my wife at, at church as well. A lot of good stuff happened at church. Mm. You know, my calling is, uh, to the ministry. Uh, I met my wife there and, you know, I, we had kids and they've been raised in the church. They've been raised uh, in the mission field. They've been raised in, in the churches that we planted. And, you know, they've experienced something very different from my, my own mm. upbringing where I, I never saw those things. You know, my mom, late, you know, was she tried her best, but my father never really, you know, took us in that direction. And so my kids have never been, uh, they don't know anything else but ministry, the Lord, the Bible, serving other people, helping out. And, and so that's kind of been their life. So it's been a, in a fun time. And my, my wife is, uh, I always call her the strongest woman I know, because to be able to do what we do, church planting and move around the way we've moved, uh, she is definitely uh, you know, one of my heroes, and she is a very strong woman yeah. uh, in the things of the Lord, and she's been a blessing in my life. Amen. That's awesome. As you're as you're hearing God's calling into ministry, is that something that your wife and you immediately receive and accept and and hold on to and take it yeah. take the bull by the horns per se, or is that something that you kind of? Uh, well, when I met her, with? when I met her, God had already called me to ministry, mm. and so I knew that whoever I was going to marry. Had a, had a heart for, for ministry. Yeah. It, it, you know, there was a lot of good uh, Christian women out there, but this had to be a very, it was a unique thing. Definitely. And so the Lord, when I remember when I met her, and, and I, had, I had said this in my heart, I said, Lord, when I ask this girl, whoever it is that you put in my path, uh, if she obviously accepts this calling with me, I'll know this is the one because God had already called me. So I knew that that was something that I had to do. Yeah. And so when I met her, uh, initially I had told her, this is my calling. This is what I think God is going to do. Are you willing to do this? And, uh, and she said yes. And so that, that was a big thing because if your wife's not in it, in ministry, then you can't really do much. You can't go forward because, you know, how can two walk together unless they agree? Right. And so it was important. And in every step when the Lord has, you know, ministered in my own heart, and he has said, you know, it's time to move on to the next place to put another church. Uh, my wife, I've always asked her, let's pray together. You know, and, and until we don't both are in agreement and until you don't feel comfortable that this is the direction as well, we're not moving. Because I don't like to just take steps like that. You know, God has given me my wife as a partner. And, uh, you know, she is a lot of, con- I use her as a lot as confirmation in my mm-hmm. life. And so when, you know, she said, you know, the Lord is, is also, you know, giving me this peace, and I think it is from the Lord, let's go for it, and I have her full support, then I'm able to go to the next 
you know, church and do the, the next thing because it is very hard initially to start churches. And so if you're not absolutely convinced that it's God, you're going to leave the work, you're going to leave the city, and, and you're not going to last very long there. Mm-hmm. And so it's very crucial for anyone that wants to do something like that for God that you guys are both in it Absolutely. Uh, for the long haul. 100%. You know, 100%. Very good. Well, you're listening to AM630 KSLR. My name is Mark, uh, Director of Ministry here at the station. Thank you so much for tuning in. This program is called Church of the Week, and uh, uh, you've been hearing Pastor Ed Hernandez of Riverview Calvary Chapel. Uh, they're out of New Braunfels, Texas, or you're in that area. Then we'd like to invite you to visit Sundays at 9.50 a.m., meeting at the Alamo Draft House Cinema Theater number 5, right off of I-35. Wednesday uh, at 7 p.m. at the Cowork Factory, located at 277 West San Antonio Street. You can always find out more information about the, the uh, ministry at RiverviewCalvaryChapel.com. That's RiverviewCalvaryChapel.com. And uh, if you have any questions, you can call 512-413-3082. number is 512-413-3082. Now, Pastor, before you were in New Braunfels, um, I, I read up a little bit about you. You were uh, you planted a church in Mexico. Yes. Uh, you were also in, in Dallas. Tell, tell us about that time of your life. Well, we were in uh, McAllen, the Valley area, and Reynosa. We were there about six years, I believe. And, you know, the Lord used us there to put a church there in, in the Reynosa area. And then uh, we planted Calvary Chapel of McAllen, or McAllen Metro, which is in McAllen right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that time was when we started. We had just, that was the first uh, thing that we did. The Lord put it in our heart, in my heart, to go back to the border and to do something. I thought I was going to go initially to Eagle Pass to, mm-hmm. to set up a church there. But the Lord um, made it clear to go to McAllen, to that McAllen-Reynosa area. And so we invested a lot in that area. Uh, we, we, we did a lot of work with the people there in both cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, we raised up pastors there. We raised up uh, you know, leaders in that area that they could continue the work there. And it was an exciting time because it was our first church. I mean, we've never done yeah. anything like that. And we had a lot of uh, uh, things that we learned. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times by doing a mistake or sure. doing, doing something wrong. I was only 29 years old, and my, my wife was only 26. So we were very young mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in age and, and all those things. And so we had to learn a lot of patience and perseverance. Yeah. But... You know, we saw and we have seen a lot of fruit, and sometimes the fruit doesn't come right away, but you see it years later, and you see that, you know, God had his hand there, and he moved us there, you know, because there was a need. And, you know, I always tell people, every church is part of, of, of a city, and they all have their own thing that they're going to do, the, the thing that God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, it was just simply equipping the people uh, through the Word of God and taking it, you know, we teach the Bible in a, in a very simple way, but very concise. Uh, you know, we just, you know, keep it to what the text says. And, and as the people just heard the Word, uh, people grew. We saw marriages restored. We saw uh, people that were uh, coming out of prison get radical for Christ. Or I mean, we saw a lot of things that happened there. In Reynosa, we had a lot of things uh, with people that would come to Christ, and, and now they're still serving the Lord uh, some of them are called to ministry. Awesome. And so it is something that it, it was very difficult and challenging uh, at the same time. Mm-hmm. But uh, we see the rewards now. And I'm talking about it's been 11, 12 years. And I can look back and I say, Lord, I'm, thank- I'm thankful 
that I stayed the course there yeah. uh, because now you see the fruit as well. How did you know it was time to leave McAllen? Well, that was a very challenging time because it was my first time that I, I thought I was going to stay there um, for the rest of my life. Normally, most pastors, at least the Calvary Chapel ones, you go to a place and you, you set shop there pretty much and you stay there. Uh, and so when I was there, uh, I think it was uh, about a year and a half or two years before the Lord started just impressing in my heart that he wanted me to go somewhere else. And, you know, you first have to make sure and discern that it's not discontentment, right. that it's not just you wanting to leave an area just because you, you, you feel that you want to go to green past, greener pastures and do something else. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I, I had to take my time and I had to pray and I had to seek the Lord. And it was not something that happened uh, fast. It was mm-hmm. very slow. And as God continued to confirm and to affirm and then even use my wife to say, you know what, I think it is the Lord, as we both had prayed for a very long time. Well, there was certain things that had to be in place, like there had to be a pastor for sure to take over this. Right. And in, in the Lord had brought us a guy, a young man from uh, Calvary Chapel Coast, uh, from the Bible College, and he was now with us. He had been with us for three years, and, and that's the one that would take the church. And so a lot of things had to fall in place. That was confirmation for us as well. But, um, but it was very hard to leave the people that you love, that mm, you've invested, yeah. the area. And so I knew that we weren't leaving uh, because we just wanted to go somewhere else. We, we knew that it had to be the Lord, yeah. and it was the Lord leading us to the, uh, the Dallas area. I'm not a big city person. And so uh, it wasn't like I was wanting to go to a big city, but I knew God wanted me to go there and do something over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it was a very strong confirmation from God. The same way he called us to go plant a church, now he had to give us that strong confirmation again to leave. Yeah. Because unless he doesn't do that, you're, you, you want to stay put wherever, right. wherever you're at. You absolutely want to be following God and not your own feelings yes. or emotions. Yes, definitely. So here, uh, less than a year ago, you uh, launched this church here, uh, Riverview Calvary mm-hmm. Chapel yes. in, in San Antonio. Before you tell us about Riverview, tell us what drew you to the Calvary Chapel organization or, or you know, churches across the country. I know there's, there's so many of them. What led you to that specifically? Well, I, I grew up as a, in, a, in a Baptist church, and that was my, the church that I grew up. My mom attended there for 20 years in a, in a Baptist church in Eagle Pass. And I grew up in a Baptist church. Uh, when I rededicated my life back to Christ, uh, I was just looking for a church, I, I, you know, and I didn't know where I was going to go. I was a young guy. Uh, but one thing, like I said, that attracted me, I think, of Calvary initially, and it still does, it's just that contemporary style of music that they had. It was very unique. Uh, we didn't have that because it, mine was a little bit more of an older traditional mm-hmm. church, and they were wonderful people, and they loved the Lord. They just did a little things a little different. Sure. And so as a young guy, I, that attracted me a, a lot. I think what I was a little bit shocked to was uh, two things more, which the Bible itself just being taught verse by verse, going through books. Uh, it was different for me because most of the time I would hear a passage but sometimes I didn't understand, you know, before what context. happened, the yeah. context and after. And so as a young guy, I wanted to learn more. And so just wanting to know more about the Bible, that was another thing. And the third thing was um, the boxes. They had some boxes there in a the church. 
uh, for tithes and offerings, which was very unique for me too because mm. uh, most of the time, uh, you know, you have the plate passed, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that it, it just it was fascinating to me that this church was not asking for money uh, so much that they were just trusting the Lord and you could place the money. So a lot of those things kind of got my attention. Mm-hmm. And as a young person, um, I was intrigued and I, I researched it. And, and uh, I, I'm a guy that likes to know what, where am I going and what am I doing. So the more I, I read upon, upon Calvary and what happened and how the Lord used that movement, uh, it really uh, grabbed my attention. And I said, you know, I think this is where I need to be. Yeah. And so the Lord confirmed that, and, and I stayed there. So much so that now that you're, you've planted your own church, Riverview Calvary Chapel yes. in New Braunfels. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about Riverview. Well, Riverview, we when we finished uh, planting in, in uh, Dallas, we were in Capel, and we had planted Lifeline Calvary over there. And again, the Lord stirred our hearts and, and you know, started you know, sharing that it was time for us to move. Uh, we left the pastor over there. Uh, and, uh, and and the work is still going strong in, in that area. And so when we moved over here, I had uh, initially talked to Ron Arbo, who's the pastor of Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. And, you know, I was telling him that I'm praying about moving a little bit uh, to central Texas in this direction. And uh, he mentioned that, he, why don't you pray about, you know, starting something in the New Braunfels area? There's a need. There's no more Calvary there. Uh, there had been a Calvary there for, um, I believe, for a while. Uh, and then it 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 just stopped. Uh, they shut the doors, and so now uh, there was an opportunity there. And I prayed about it. I asked my wife to pray about it, and the Lord again confirmed it to come in this direction. And um, you know, we moved. We normally move to a city not knowing who's going to be at the church. Uh, we don't have a budget. Uh, I know uh, for some people that would be horrific, but uh, yeah. we don't have a budget. People ask me, "How are you going to, you know, support your family, or where are you going to get the money for the church?" I said, "You know, I really don't know. I'm just going to go. I know God has called us. I've seen Him do it over and over because in every church plan has been so the same. So it's been one of those things where I know I can trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. And as we move to the city." Uh, just amazing because this church plant has probably grown faster than the other ones. And so the Lord already had people prepared. Uh, he's provided uh, in an incredible way. And then he opened a the door there for us to meet at the Alamo Draft House. And, uh, and it's been going great. You know, yeah. the Lord has been adding uh, consistently there. And so we're very blessed people there. Very good. Awesome. Tell us a little, little bit about what someone can expect. It's not your typical walking into a church-type <laughs> yes. building with a steeple. Yes. Uh, you're walking into a cinema, a theater. Yes. Uh, what can they expect when they walk into a Calvary Chapel there at uh, Riverview? Well, probably the first impression will be that you'll get to know uh, what movie's coming out uh, next week. <laughs> you know, So they're going to see a lot of movies and uh, pictures and all that. But yeah. our, our theater in the back, uh, you go all the way to the back, and it will say Riverview uh, Calvary Chapel, and they'll say that that's kind of where the church is at. And yeah. we have two cinemas. So the, the last one is uh, Theater 5. That's where uh, you walk in. And uh, you'll have ushers there meeting people, and they'll, you, know, you can take a seat pretty much anywhere. Uh, the seating is very nice, and it's very big there mm-hmm. in Apple, so people can just move around there. There's, uh, in the mornings, we have uh, pastries and coffee and all those things that people can, can uh, have as they're waiting for service. And there, there's a lot of fellowship. Uh, we start prayer also at 9 o'clock, so people are, there's either a group praying, there's people fellowshipping, there's, uh, the musicians are setting up, and, and mm-hmm. they're, they're uh, talking to people and all those things. So uh, people can, can expect that, but also the children's ministry, uh, we have theater uh, the next 
it's right next to us. And there's also a big theater where uh, we have children's ministry and um, and also for uh, for the smaller kids. And they will also be taught the Bible mm-hmm. and they also do fun activities as well afterwards. And so it's pretty relaxed. Uh, most Calvaries are, you know, we're not um, too formal. I always tell people you can be formal, you know, if you choose to. And that's what you feel comfortable in. Uh, but a lot of the people there can be very uh, informal, and so they they you know jeans is you know you'll see a lot of jeans pretty much, mm-hmm. but uh, you know you do see like uh, yesterday we had uh, people in suits and people that dressed up because they wanted to do that, mm-hmm. and so uh, you can expect to hear uh, worshipful contemporary music, but then also to uh, know that wherever we left off the last Sunday and the Bible, then you're going to open your Bible again, and we're going to cover that other area. And so you will see yeah. people taking notes and things like that. So That's excellent. Yeah. It's like going to school. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> verse by verse. Very good. Well, uh, Pastor, I want to use this last minute to just give out an invitation. We reach all of Central Texas throughout these uh, this uh, ministry here at KSLR, and so uh, here's your opportunity to invite some folks to come out and be with you. Well, yeah, if you're in the New Braunfels area or the surrounding areas that we've had uh, people come and, and they are part of our church, we'd just like to invite you uh, to come and to uh, not only experience the grace and the love of God, which is amazing, and, uh, and the restoration that happens, but uh, we just want to invite people to know more about God through the Bible and know that it can be exciting, that the Christian life can be really exciting if we set our hearts to do what God has asked us to do. And so if you find yourself looking for a church, uh, you know, we would love to give you the invitation to visit us there at the Alamo Draft House. Visit us online, obviously, at River, riverviewcalvarychapel.com, and uh, just get a hold of us, and we'd love to pray for you. If you, get, if you need any prayer, uh, make sure that you call us or you email us, and we are more than happy to do that as well. Very good. Well, appreciate your time for uh, coming out here to San Antonio and being here with us. Uh, we want to remind you that Sunday services are at 9.50 a.m. there at the Alamo Draft House Cinema Theater number 5 in New Braunfels, right off I- uh, Highway 35. And uh, also Wednesdays at 7 p.m. at Cowork Factory, located on San Antonio Street. Um, one more time, riverviewcalvarychapel.com is where you'll find out more information online. Thank you so much for joining us today at uh, Church of the Week. My name is Mark Longoria, and you're listening to AM630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.